she's always fought alone. Now, through passion, she may have found a new ally. You really think this is a good idea? When I patrol, I'll have a heavily armed team backing me up. But this alliance will expose them to a threat they could never imagine. An all-new Buffy. Welcome to Smelly Cheese Night, also known as If the Apocalypse Comes, Beat Me. This is a weekly-ish podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where we take a look at each episode according to its original air date 20 years ago, and this week's episode is Season 4, Episode 13, The Eye in Team. We'll be talking about plot. We'll be talking about characters. We'll be talking about the motives of supposed super-secret military organizations. So, spoilers abound for this episode, every episode before it, after it, the comics, and possibly even other shows and movies. Hey! Do you want to earn a living working for yourself and working for home? Stay tuned for details on an exciting opportunity from Boost Bar. Definitely not a pyramid scheme. Hello, welcome back. Hello to you, Stacia, co-host number one. Say hello. Hello. Daniel, co-host number uh, Gamma. Say hello. <laughs> Irony is kind of ironic that way. Mm. And I, my name is Kelly, and we're here to talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Specifically, Season 4's Episode 13. Is it? What, does it belong to Season 4? Season 4, just Episode 13. You want to say Season 4's Episode 13? Can it be possessive like that? Whatever. The Iron Team. Originally aired on February 8th in the year 2000. Not 2019 and not 1999. Written by David Fury. This is the 6th of 18 for the series. The last one was being one third of the writing staff of Doomed. And the next one will be Primeval. So all the way at the end of the season, episode 21. Uh, directed by James A. Contner. This is 9 of 20 for the series for him. The last episode was Doomed also for him. And the next one he will direct will be New Moon Rising. Uh, what uh, what happened in this episode of television by the Empire Slayer? Previously on Buffy if the Apocalypse Vampire Comes Beat Me. One of these episodes is where Maggie Walsh dies at the very end. I believe it's the next one. Yeah, it's got it. Okay, so the Iron Team. Maggie Walsh dies? Yeah. What? Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> she dies in the next episode. Oh, the very I end of the next episode, I'm pretty know. sure. That's Spoiler so cool. alert. Yeah. The Adam kills her or something? Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah, so yes. the, the next episode is Buffy trying to Adam be exists. part of the initiative. Because oh, Riley okay. wants her around. Maggie hates it. She tries to kill Buffy. She sets her up in a, mm. a like dungeon base of demons because she thinks Buffy can't handle it. Because she... No one understands that Buffy's a fucking superhero. Uh, and then when she fails, like when the, te- the test fails and Buffy kills them all, she's like, you tried to kill me. And Riley's like, what? She mm. tried to kill you? And he's like, oh, my whole world is imploding. And then Maggie like goes, meh. And hides in 314 and she's like you'll never leave me will you my pretty and then it, it's adam what's adam and he's like Pachow! mommy and then it ends so just cut this <laughs> put this at the beginning of the next episode oh, yeah. for the I plot. Will. I will. That's great. we do not need to go through the plot next week it's yeah. been done some things that happened in this episode some of them are firsts <laughs> The most important one being the first appearance of Adam. Oh, that's not what I thought you were going to say. Here comes a new challenger. Here comes a new challenger. Uh, yeah, we got the big bad on the scene. Woo. Cool. Immediately kill someone. I mean, that's pretty cool for a big bad, right? I don't think. Nah, I'm not going to even say that. I'm sure that most of them have already done that. Um, First time Buffy and Riley have sex, I believe. At least confirmed I mean, I, for I, sure. <laughs> Jesus, this could sucks. have could have had sex before, I guess. Oh Ugh. God! 
um, very obviously, Doug Petrie said about this episode, Adam's like Frankenstein. You know, and then Frankenstein killed his creator. Being, uh, you know, Frankenstein's monster for the can I just out there. can I just real quick fuck Doug Petrie? <laughs> <laughs> you and him have serious beef. No, until season five, we're beefing. We're we're done. <laughs> you can't cancel your fucking wedding for Buffy. Get out of here. I don't want to hear it. Um, Buffy acts like she's never had a pager before because she's like, oh, a pager. I've been thinking about getting one of those. If the apocalypse comes, beat me. That's right. Holding a goddamn pager all the way back in season one from our namesake episode, Never Kill Boy on the First Date. So continuity. No pager continuity in this show. Mm. Well, have we ever physically seen her with a pager? Yeah, she holds it in that. Does she? Yeah, in that scene. She says, if the apocalypse apocalypse comes, holds up a pager, beat me. Oh. Yeah. And thus this podcast was born. But literally never again have we talked about pagers. And and we're talking about com com stats or whatever they say. The com. What does he call it? Comcam. Comcams. They're like doing video, which we have on our phones now, but they can't get cell phones. I know. I know. That whole. unreal. The whole technology side of it. The initiative. Holy moly. It's a prototype for a comcam. Communications camera, soon to be standard issue. The uh, the name of the Polgara demon, Polgara, and Dr. Engelman, the new spooky scientist that isn't Maggie Walsh, were actually usernames uh, from the Buffy message board, the Bronze. They were prolific posters to the Buffy message board, the Bronze, and David Fury picked their names to, to use in an episode as a little like. But the Polgara, the name Polgara, is actually a character from the fantasy novel made by... David Eddings um, and his wife, I guess they wrote fantasy novels together. Uh, the series is called uh, The Belgariad, and there was another series called The Malorian that featured the character Bulgara. Aren't you guys happy that you know that now? And that was the username of a character on the bronze message board. Form. So if yeah. my thing was like Fartknocker420, <laughs> fart and I was a prolific poster, it is this would be the Fartknocker. Fart 90s time Fartknocker. Oh, man. <laughs> yes, it would have been. It would have been the fart knocker. Doc, Dr. Fart Knocker. So it would have been instead of Dr. Engelman. So, you know. <laughs> Dr. Fart Knocker's Dr. monster. Fart <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. And then forever I feel like people they would went call through him a... Fart Knocker and they would be like, it's, that's not the name of the monster. That's the name of the doctor. And this is where I put in, though. Mr. Buttlicker. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Buttlickers built this country, son. <laughs> God. Uh, the bizarre song that plays during the sex scene, fight scene mashup mm. of Buffy and Riley is not part of the actual score. It mm. is a song by the group Delirium. I, it was like, I was really thrown off. I was like, not that Christophe Beck couldn't do this, but it's so off brand for the score of the show. Yeah. And then when I was looking up facts for this, I was like, oh, on the Wikipedia, it's credited as a song by Delirium. And I looked it up and it is, in fact, off of the 1997 album Karma by Delirium. Featuring the only other song of theirs that ever got famous. Well, the only song that got famous. This one is not famous. Called Silence, which features Sarah McLachlan. And I fucking love that song. I was mm. like, hmm, not enough to listen to that album. <laughs> Certainly, because I never heard that shit before in my life. <laughs> okay. All right, Anya, there's a bottle of cognac in the uh, cupboard next to the sink. Can you get it for me? What, you're going to get snarkered now? <sighs> it's not for me, you prat. If I'm going to operate on you, I need you anesthetized. We are here to talk about the INT, team, unfortunately. Stacia, how do you feel about this episode? Not great. Um, Riley sucks. Maggie sucks. The sex scene sucks. The fighting scenes suck. Basically, mm-hmm. the only redeemable moment is uh, when Buffy picks up the camera and calls Maggie mm-hmm. out, and it's just a total badass. It's 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 about Buffy. Buffy. 
Two of our hostiles broke free and escaped into the tunnels. She went after them on her own. She's dead, Riley. What? I did everything I could to stop her. I told her to wait for a backup team. She kept insisting she didn't need any team. She could handle it by herself. I, I'm so, so sorry. I don't understand. The evil bitch monster of death. How could this happen? I, it, she was a very, very special girl. I didn't understand at first. But she had something. I don't know. Maybe I, maybe I could have stopped her. Well, I'm twice about you. It's hard not to blame myself. Professor Walsh, that simple little recon you sent me on wasn't a raccoon. The Slayer. Turns out it was me yeah. trapped in the sewers with a faulty weapon and two of your pet demons. If you think that's enough to kill me. We thought you were a myth. You really don't know what a Slayer is. Well, you were myth taken. Trust me when I say you're going to find out. Agreed, Daniel. Feelings? Yeah. Uh, my, my initial thought, thanks, I hate it. <laughs> um, I hate this episode. Um, poor David Fury. Uh, permanent caveat from going forward. It's like whenever I hate on episodes, like David Fury did a great job. It's very funny. The one-liners are great. Mm-hmm. Our friends are really great. The banter's great. This is a completely watchable episode of TV. Everything's fine. But it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and it sucks in the way that Buffy sucks because, you know, the technology thing, especially... What is this ComCam stuff? But honestly, like, just look at one scene in particular. The fucking BPM ComCam, she goes in there. If you, as an entity, don't have technology that you take it off and it's it's not, oh, disconnected from user, but no, heart rate went mm-hmm. all the way down, this person's dead, and you believe that and you're putting so much faith in that, you're terror. Like, the, the initiative is shit. It's terrible. And maybe that's the point that she trusted the technology and she shouldn't have because it's not good. But man, it's like those those things alone are like really dragged down the episode. It's just so contrived. That's the word. Mm. And but it set up the best scene of the whole episode and of any initiative, anything is when she's just telling Maggie, I'm going to fucking kill you. (laughs) (laughs) And she doesn't even get to. That's kind of the bummer of Mm. it all. And then she has to like go through. She wouldn't. Right. Because Lindsay. Well, that's her real name again. Why do I do that? Maggie is a human. So theoretically, Buffy probably would never have gotten that revenge. But still. She could have gotten a, a swift ass kicking, at least. And then what? Put into a council prison? Like, I mean, <laughs> I mean super effective council. I think having Adam kill Maggie is fine. It just shouldn't have happened immediately. We needed to have Riley confront Maggie. I agree. And be like, how could you? Mm-hmm. And I want to see a Buffy and Maggie confrontation as well. And then Adam can go ahead and kill her. Who cares? Yeah, a Buffy, a Buffy-Riley team-up confrontation with Maggie and Adam and then Adam in the end whatever that is kills Maggie Mm. and it's just like oh whoops Maggie's not the bad I'm the bad and then like that's the end of the episode that's the end of the next episode like it's wild that she dies like it's crazy that it happened but it's also fucking stupid because there's no payoff like Riley just left I mean sure that was pretty cool he was pissed yeah liked it Mm. but I would have rather have him like Talk some shit. Definitely didn't feel rewarding. Yell across a big Mm -hmm. field in the middle of a night shot or something, screaming at one another. That would have been really fun. But why did she give her a semi-working electric gun? Why not give her one that didn't work at all? Like it's crazy. Buffy's never used one before. Why would she need one now? And like she can bend steel. Like she'll just like. That's how she got out. I assume, right? She just like bent the bars and walked out. Probably. I don't know. Great question. We won't ever answer it. Fucking hate it. Well, this episode does do that it has lasting effects is 
Well, I don't even know if it's a cause of this episode. A thing that's pointed out in this episode is that there's a rift growing between our friends. Mm. That's kind of uh, the theme of the whole season, but it's really illustrated in uh, Sharp Relief this episode specifically because we made plans with our friends. Buffy made plans to hang out with all of our buds at the bronze and then bailed for her boyfriend. Love that alliteration. Did you? Did you? It was good. Didn't notice that. But we also have some other relationship stuff going on. So one of the things we're trying to do is force Spike into our friend circle because we don't know what else to do with him uh, to get him on the show. But we want him on the show because we need him around. So we have him do ridiculous things like get a tracer stuck in him so that Giles can perform surgery, which he's He was just going shopping. He just had a little shopping bag. It's so comical, his life. Mm -hmm. Why would you... Why is this happening? And then all of his groceries flew everywhere. Yeah, it's actually... I felt really bad for Giles during the scene in the crypt because he's like really appealing to Spike to be like, you could be a friend. You could be friends. And honestly, like at first, at first blush, this seems ridiculous. Why would they want... Spike around, he's a bad guy. He's the first one to tell you, I'm a fucking bad guy, leave me alone, which is what he does. But I think it's, let me put it to you this way. Do you think that it's reasonable for Giles to try to recruit Spike, Spike who is a bad guy? Totally. Because he's neutered Spike. Yes. He can fight demons. That's fair, because he can't hurt anybody. And he's also fun. Come on, they have great banter. I would say that Spike is a more reasonable pick for the team than Angel was, honestly, because Angel is more of a wild card because him and Buffy get, what did they put in one episode? Groinal? Wasn't that a descriptor of them? Get oh. Xander said, as long as, oh, don't get pelvic. Sorry. As long as the, you two don't get pelvic. Oh, yeah. No. Gross. Groinal was really more Xander. upsetting. I'm sorry I yeah, said what? it. And then you said it again. Yes. Uh, but I think that Spike is a, is a good pick just in the way that... Uh, We've outlined why but he's a better pick for Buffy, too, as, like, a guy that can do good. And I think Giles already saw in him or wants to see in him, obviously, that he can be a good person. And then he's a jerk to Giles and hurts Giles' feelings. And that makes me sad for Giles he and did, our friends. He did say Slayerettes, though. This bit of business wraps up any I got with you and your Slayerettes. From here on, I want nothing to do with a lot of you. And that's really all that matters. Yeah. Slayers. He's a Slayerette boy. I'm a Slayerette boy. You guys are Scooby Cores. <laughs> enjoy, enjoy your Scooby Core Yeah. Um, I'm surprised both of those things came up in one episode. We haven't said Sco- Slayerettes or Scoobies or anything like that in so long. Mm-hmm. And Scooby Core, what's that? That's like emo core. I know. I think I, it's core, like C O R P S, like core. Oh, okay. oh, core. I thought she just meant like the like, the main three. Yeah. Oh, Xander I, mean, I and Buffy. love the idea. Like, like no Cordelia, no boyfriends. No, right. I mean Xander brings Anya, but I guess she can kind of count. Scooby core. I, I like that. Okay, yeah, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> it's like to rival the initiative. <laughs> Did not the, mean the like a Scooby marine core. <laughs> yeah, cool. Uh... <laughs> Xander and Anya seem to be, like, settling in their relationship. Yes, we've enjoyed spanking. Well. Anya basically lives in Xander's basement, it looks like, because she's always fucking there. Although maybe we only see her. She wasn't there a couple episodes ago. Yeah, that's fair. And they're playing poker at the beginning of the episode. Everybody's hanging out. That was really cute. I really enjoyed that moment. Just like I've been trying to point out all the lighthearted ones in the season. Just, like, it's her friends hanging out. Yeah, it was nice. I, I also love their big pretzels. Do you guys ever like see those big pretzels and want them? Mm. Those are good pretzels. You don't often see the thin, really big twisted pretzels. I know, I Usually know. like big pretzel sticks. Some like 90s slash 2000 stuff. Yeah. yeah. So. 
no longer I accessible. Wish. Look at that cup too. Like that's such a tall cup. Yeah. Wow. Things have gotten so disparate for our friends that Xander enrolled in a pyramid scheme and nobody told him not to or is trying to help him get out of it. They're not buying his products, which is not encouraging him, but still like this is clearly a multi-level marketing scheme, Xander, and we're worried about you. No one said that. No one said we're worried. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. No one. This is how disparate our friends are. Like, oh. We don't care enough about Xander's life that we're going to just <laughs> let him get embroiled in a marketing scheme. Mm, what you got in the box is drugs. It's not drugs, is it, Xander? Not drugs. Uh, it is crazy that no one cares. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and they, they just let him advertise yeah. in front of their faces. Well, that's how he gets the money, and the money is how he buys Anya things. But he doesn't remember to bring stuff to the place where no. all the people are at well, the He's Bronx. never actually going to make the money. That's not the point of the marketing scheme. Yeah, and this will be dropped by next episode. Right? So oh, for sure. Absolutely. Cool. Yes. No more boost. That's too bad. No. And then the other relationship stuff we have, the most important, the shining bright part of the episode is Willow and Tara, which starts off as a bummer because Tara is trying to give Willow a very precious and special gift and willow's like oh i just realized this is all moving too fast and that's like a way too nice of a gift to give me and we haven't officially i don't i can't i can't with your crystal but thank you and no i won't hang out with you later okay bye but then because tara is Mm. tragically so desperate for that willow love willow shows up at her door in the middle of the night she's like hey is it is it okay like booty call time is this fine and she's like yes of course please come inside of my dorm and she does scene. <laughs> and scene but i noticed for the first time watching this episode back with our glorious hd that the doll's eye crystal that tara's trying to give willow at the beginning of the episode is in willow's dorm at the end of the episode so mm. she did take it i say relationship Ooh. confirmed okay and also relationship <laughs> badness well, you said you weren't gonna take that yeah. she's like well now i'm gonna take that well see that's what i'm saying now i'm gonna take your memories oh, and then your Christ. soul I'm going to put in motion some stuff that you don't want to happen. (laughs) Right now, I've put in motion your death. Oh, my God. It's true. It's true. (laughs) It's the beginning of the end. I mean, if she never met Willow, she'd still be alive. Yeah. Wow. A lot of people would still be alive if they never met Buffy, I feel like. Oh, Buffy or Willow or any of them. Uh, I think... Do do you do you think I'm right in that read of the scene of that Willow's like this is a really significant thing that you shouldn't be giving me because I don't feel like I mean part of it's probably like a poor self esteem like I don't deserve this thing but other do you think other part of it is Willow freaking out a little bit about like oh I don't maybe I don't why am I that special to you kind of thing like she doesn't quite get it yet I don't know I mean I think even if they were like openly dating at this point it's still so new if that is like a family heirloom it's weird to give it to someone you just met regardless of your relationship with them but she is a lesbian and i moved in with somebody within a week of knowing them basically so i mean like well what you're saying is you have no perspective (laughs) yes i think that's 100 percent of it's great for willow to say no because you should Yes. And number two, I think that like Willow saying I have plans tonight should not be as detrimental as like it seemed from Tara's point of view. It's kind of like, I mean, I wish Willow had done the next step, which sitcoms never do, which is like, but next week, let's do it. Or just like, how about tomorrow? Right. Like we never say. This isn't, I'm never hanging out with you again. And she even was like, but another time, another time, tomorrow. But but tomorrow. of course Tara was gutted because she is way into willow very hard very quick and that's all adorable and that's all perfectly fine but like i think her being like even the specific crowd thing don't say stuff like that but the concept should not be alien like i have friends who i'm going out with 
it must be weird for her too because you don't want to be like well I'll ask him if it's okay if you come or something you would never do something like that either but it's kind of like how about you come just say it next time just next time yeah we'll I do mean, it next time it's fine it's, because she did want it to be just the Scooby core right? right that was the whole point right plus Anya plus but Anya. you know it wasn't that I mean, but I liked her even being like well I could have I could have invited somebody yeah. I think that I was gonna say I think that's exactly why we get this interaction is so that we can show that Willow wants to invite Tara but feels like she shouldn't because we've already distinguished this mm-hmm. as a specific kind of event and then mm-hmm. Buffy breaks those rules and Willow is irritated she's like well if I'd known that then I could have had a way better night right. <laughs> than yeah. sitting here waiting for you you said you wanted to invite someone no not no one I mean, I'm in a hypothetical someone, which is to say no one. Irony is kind of ironic that way. Yeah, agreed. And, and that was really great. That was all really fun. And Tara just being like, oh, let's go. Of course you can come. I didn't realize it happened so fast. Yeah. Like her coming uh, late, you know, obviously mm-hmm. stayed the night. Ooh, hey, I mean, up? again, I with the fact that people that, you know, homophobes that really hated this relationship um, happening on their, their fantasy TV show where we can have fucking demons, but God forbid gay people exist. Anyway, uh, that this I think this was like a clear statement of oh they're together just the interaction at the doorway her even coming over that late like all that stuff I don't know that you can read that as I think platonic oblivious if you yeah. think it's platonic yeah do you think that there's a way you could read that as like anything other than sexual yeah hashtag gal pals <laughs> right no, right right, right sorry. um I mean I think that if you live in like a heterosexual bubble and you don't think about that even being a possibility then you just be like yeah they're oh, yeah. friends I guess that's because it's all implied and yeah. it's all like the show could have easily turned around and made them just friends after this mm-hmm. and just done like a gay baiting thing and they didn't yeah. do that. So like until it's confirmed, like I think it's just in this weird gray area and you can hope for the best. And as a desperate teen lesbian, you just cling and cling yeah. and hope. And then this time it actually happened. But or, so yeah. I'm not surprised that there were oblivious heterosexual people who were like, how could this happen out of the blue? Yeah. Yeah, if you're so arrogant that like everything is through your worldview sure, and it's yeah. like, yeah, of course they're straight. They're just friends. Yeah. They're just Well, and it's out. not like collecting rocks. It's fine. TV today <laughs> where it's a little more frequent. Yeah. yeah. And I think people are explicit often in their own feelings in real life. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, the fact that the, we're seeing it in a certain way. She brought her year, a, a beautiful little pebble like a goddamn penguin life mate. How could you read this any other way? It's uh, a very lesbian move to be like, <laughs> I have a crystal for you. <laughs> Definitely. You should have brought her a fucking cat. Oh, wait, she does later. I, <laughs> I just kept thinking, uh, you know, in this whole scene, like, because this is our first time seeing Tara, right? Since, or maybe, was it just last episode? Holy shit, I already forgot. I think it's been a while. No, it was yesterday. It was last time. It was last time. All right, so we've like barely... Because we had the rows that went all... Right. It's still all new to me, and I love Tara, and I'm still shocked at how much the moment I see her, I'm like, Oz who? Like, I know. It just, we talked about it. We're like, we're never going to get over Oz. Happen, Oz yeah. is so great. It's fucking fuck I'm not us. over it. Fuck Oz. Well, good. Uh, that's good. Us. Well, it's just because I know how fucked up I this know. relationship gets. Like, this is adorable. And I this guess is I really easy in, in this moment to be like, Oz who? But, like, this relationship gets so hard to watch for me. I mean, she took the crystal. It's already hard. It's already, <laughs> it's already some Like fucking, we said, beginning of the end. Yeah. It's all downhill from here. Um, I'll try to keep that in mind. Well, even just how, like, she's never even accepted by the friend group is always awkward. Like, mm. Tara never really quite fits. Yeah, they, and they make a, po- a huge point of that during the episode mm-hmm. Family in season five, how she's such an outsider. Yeah. And and Willow intentionally keeps her separate because mm. she's scared. Like, there's, yeah. there's more layers than yeah. just fuck Tara, I don't want her around. 
my friend, but like still, she's she's never she never fully integrated until Buffy dies. Tara's not really a mm-hmm. significant part yeah. of the group, and then that's when things get really dark between mm-hmm. Tara and Willow. And so yeah. I just I find it hard to watch. Whereas Willow and Oz are up until literally the last episode, completely endearing and adorable. Yeah, forever. And he's that's always a, a full point. member. Like it's yeah. never a question. Exactly. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. <sighs> this is tinged with a lot more bittersweetness. Yeah. Yes. She definitely is a set piece for a lot of great stuff happening, like storyline wise. But yeah, she's she bears the brunt of so mm-hmm. much. Yeah. Oh, just looking at her I face, just like in, so sad. Even in this episode, when Buffy's like, out. "Well, who did you want to invite?" and Will's like, "Well, I mean, there's no one, but hypothetically, I could have." But it's you know. She meant Tara. Well, yeah, of course. But if it had been Oz, she would have just been like, I could have invited Oz. Like, yeah. Or like an Oz equivalent. Right. Like, you know, like from this moment. Well, Oz would have been invited. That's like the whole thing. But, he would have well, just went. He's part of the core, right? Ani gets sure. to go. Oz gets to go. But my point is, yeah. if she was dating someone new like Oz, I think she would have just been like, there's this boy and yeah. I right. think he's yeah. cute and I could have invited him too if I knew you were going to bring your layers. boyfriend. But this is the Cause thing. Because gay. Yeah, because yeah. gay. Because so, gay. Like, <laughs> so like, there's already this like, segregation you know like there's this specific group of people and you're not going to feel comfortable there yeah. you're never going to feel comfortable there which yeah. is so sad everything's sad and it's like yeah, keeping her safe from that right it's even willow it's just a friend being like i don't but that's also sad of your friends of like you don't trust them to even be like accepting of it not that she like totally isn't but well no she not, is she's, she's obviously scared to, to tell them i know yeah, which is a bummer that's, so, that's such a because, bummer yeah well and i mean such a uh, thing but like another Buffy's not no one's being a great friend moment no, specifically but Buffy when they meet up at the dorm after Willow and Tara have had sex all night and Buffy and Riley have had sex all night uh, Buffy says you were uh, or Willow says you were out all night and Buffy says you too or vice versa I can't remember uh, but there's no follow up Buffy doesn't say where were you because we know Willow knows where Buffy was mm-hmm. Buffy was with Riley but Buffy has no idea where Willow was and doesn't even ask beep 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 got my pager yeah. gonna run off with my boy. exactly Riley just walked in Do you want to let him know you're here? No. Just enjoying good stare. Oh, the God, boys. Buffy and Willow is a true... That is a tough one for them. It is. They usually have such great episodes, even when they're just kind of casual to one another. But, man, she is over. Well, even the last one, the scene in the lunchroom where they're like, I like you with, when you have a new boyfriend, and it was all really cute about the waffles and the pancakes. Yeah, and yeah. And it's like already we're like... Whatever. It's like the obsession has happened, which is mm. what happened with Angel too. Like mm-hmm. Obsessed. And Buffy's checked out. Buffy is the worst. Well, you know where else she's the worst? With Riley mm. in the initiative, and it's real bad. So Buffy and Riley do it. Yay! <laughs> After beating you. up a demon, thanks Faith again. Remember Faith, the character. Here's nope. another callback. Forgot about Faith. So Buffy and Riley capture the Polgara demon. She has a low-fat yogurt with Riley naked, and. Uh, that's the joke because Isn't it crazy how slaying just always makes you hungry and horny? Well, sometimes I, I crave a non-fat yogurt afterwards. I get it. Obviously, it was funnier when I made the joke during the episode. It was. <laughs> <laughs> this sucks. I hate them so much. That whole scene is bad. Sorry, I'm derailing your... No, it's okay. Your thrust here. Let's go. Nope. Plunge and move on. Plunge and move on. Okay. All right. I have something in my eye. It's a tear. It is. Oh, my God. Okay, so we, we kind of start the episode with Riley. We make all the, like, sex innuendo about, you sure you want to do this yet? Are we'll you ready? Oh, but... Um, 
and it just invites Buffy into the initiative. I don't know. Okay, I'm going to preface this whole rant and the con- ensuing conversation with, I don't know anything about the military. I've never been in the military. I've never been in a paramilitary organization. I've never been. <laughs> I don't think you could say if you were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that is exactly my point. Riley is like, hey, I'm dating this girl. Is it cool if she gets access to this top secret facility? Not I've... true, though. She is the fucking it's, I mean, slayer. a unique it is a unique situation. And even the doctor acknowledges it. They oh, they both all do. The doctor was skeptical because it's easy to be skeptical, right? You just see how she acts. She's a, I've I've slayed in this halter before, you know, like she's not what you think of when you think of military discipline. So the doctor erring on the side of this person's not going to work out makes total sense. But she's the fucking slayer. Like I would I would I would roll that die see, if I were Maggie. I get it. I get why they it would benefit them to have her on their team. However, I feel like the military is insidious a lot and that if they were to bring her on, they would study her like one of the fucking demons. What makes you strong? Why are you like this? What is this thing? And we need to dissect and study you so that maybe we can benefit us. I completely agree. So the but, fact I that- mean, she's a human. But does it? No one. And for the military, they have the benefit of no one knows you exist. No one's supposed to. Know, well, not that Buffy Summers doesn't exist, but no one knows the Slayers exist. Like the world at large should not know that you're a person. So we could easily wipe you out the fucking map, and you would not be missed. Like but obviously, that's not true. What do you mean? She's got family and friends that would. Well, yeah, her. yeah. No, Buffy this the person, but like I feel. But also, if she, if you're kind of, you're right in your you, what you're thinking of here, because like they would have killed her in the sewer, right? And they would have let her body rot. They would not, they have no, they don't want to study her. They should want to study her. They should yeah. want to understand. Because that's why the, initi- the initiative is bullshit. That's why this I know, whole it's thing wild is not- that like you wouldn't be like, why is this girl so powerful? Like even the doctor, why wouldn't you be like, I want to know more about you? No one, no one says that. Yeah. Because she's a human, sure. Like they don't want to like go. But if they, but they were going to kill her. Well, Maggie was going to kill her. Maggie was going to kill her. I don't her. think that that was. Doctor was fine. Yeah. But why wouldn't you take. Were you going to take her body? Were you going to examine her? Because why is she so powerful? And that's my broader question of what even is the the initiative's motives? Uh, Station and I kind of talked a little bit about it while we were watching the episode. And I think it's as thin as we want to make super soldiers, which is like the dumbest, tropiest military line since like sci-fi ever began. Like fucking Universal Soldier, the Terminator, fucking everything. It's like we just want to make... Super soldiers. In my experience, when fighting for your life, body parts get damaged and better it's bits than mine. If that's their goal, though, Buffy's kind of irrelevant. And it's not, and it can't be their goal because Adam is a secret. 314 is a secret. If that were actually their global intention, I think that would be on the poster, right? Like, we want to make demon fucking, not not like to the greater world, but at least within the the, uh, group that they would be like, yeah, we're making fucking demon people. That's what we're doing here. But they're like, oh, yeah, no. I think Dr. Engelman vaguely says something like, oh, we take them and make them less of a threat or less right. violent. Like what, what happened with Spike, right? They, they chipped well, them so they can't she hurt people. puts it all together for Spike. Like, ah, right. that's what happened. The Discovery Channel. Right. Um, but like that, what what end does that better for them? Because they're not controlling them. Although the, the thing with the demons that Maggie specifically sticks at, on Buffy made me uh, question for a second whether or not they're trying to some type of mind control, right? Because clearly those demons could not have been modified in the same way that Spike is because they were able to hurt Buffy, right? So so that's not what they do with them. 
So what did, did they actually not have anything done to them? Those specific ones? Did Maggie just throw they her in a pit with them? Just and, put them in the pit. They were clearly being operated on. I mean, you're talking about xenomorphic <laughs> behavioral modification. <laughs> I mean, it's it's beyond us. Yeah, for hostile subterraneans. Yeah, I mean, I were they clearly much. being operated on? Yeah, they because they do a flash. Like while Buffy sees them mm. it, for the first time, she it flashes back to them being in the pit, being operated on. I mean, they're in the pit, but are they being operated on? They're on the table, right? But like. Maybe he's just giving him a teeth cleaning. They could be just cleaning their teeth. That's true. Okay, that's. I mean, you could be doing other tests. Yeah, I guess that's true. It's not like their chest is cracked open and they're like pulling out organs or something. They probably just threw him down in the bed. Honestly, I mean, here's some swords. (laughs) (laughs) Just like they're probably just you know walk out. Oh, there's a person we're gonna fight. Okay, but so so what do you think the initiative, like actual motive is? Like, do you think that they're really just trying to chip all the, de- like, capture the demons and chip them all. They, they clearly kill them, too, because they that, Riley has orders to, to take one out, Riley, to kill him. Because this demon is just on a kill, crush, destroy, so he's got to be stopped, so we got to kill him. So do you think that their entire plan is to just chip all demons? Well, I mean, I feel like Willow brings up a really good point. It's like, okay, if that is their plan, then what? Yeah. Like, what? what is the, like, next? And it's hard for me to imagine, like, because this... Seems to be some sort of U.S. government covert ops situation. I mean, Riley says, look, the government's the one that yeah, trained me or special whatever. Special ops. They took me on special ops for this. Yeah. Um. So if it's the government, like, what what does the U.S. have to benefit from putting chips that means demons can't hurt people in them? Yeah. Because even if you let those demons go, they could then have demon children that wouldn't have the chips because you're not, like, genetically modifying them to be safe. You're just programming them i don't know really long rant to say i have no idea what they're doing it doesn't make sense all militaries are evil Mm -hmm. down with capitalism (laughs) i think it absolutely makes no sense and i think even trying to pretend that it makes any sense is a is a foolhardy goal agreed because because like if the government knew about all of this they would have uh evacuated and nuked the shit out oh of absolutely Sunnydale. so there's no way that any demons exist in this capacity run by these fucking clowns like that's real talk <laughs> no clowns would be running this and clowns are currently running absolutely this. i mean that's, that's the difference that's part of the reason why season four as a whole honestly is a failure Rough. I mean, again, individual episodes, great, but like the season arc is the weakest one of the entire series because the initiative doesn't have a purpose or a goal. Like, we don't know what we're fighting against except like shadowy government organization with unknown motives. And furthermore, you've got this boyfriend who is part of it, but he also has no motivation. He doesn't. He's like, well, I mean, I guess it's a good thing that we take demons off the streets. But, like, he is just as directionless as, like, the rest of the initiative. And it's really frustrating for him to just be like, I just take orders, guy. And that's my character. And that's as far as it goes. Until this episode, right? Now he's finally like. Yeah, I mean, that's when you start to see the break in his character. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that the only thing we can come to the conclusion of if there is, in fact, a purpose is the super soldier thing. Yeah. Like, maybe Dr. Engelman and Maggie are the only ones that know about it, but that is clearly... That's it. I mean, really, That's clearly the whole thing. Hey, what else could it be? So I mean, they make the point good. to say, like, make sure you get the Polgara's arm intact and we see it later attached to Adam. So it must be that was it. I've worked too long. Too long. To let some little bitch threaten this project. Threaten me. The evil bitch monster of death. She has no idea who she's dealing with. 
Once she's gone, Riley will come around. He'll understand. It's for the greater good. That was you couldn't fashion a fucking sword in his hand? Don't worry, his arm will inexplicably turn into a fucking machine gun later, so it's all good. It's all good. Uh, but yeah, this episode's also about... You know, what this really is, is like we complain about wanting other episodes and other story arcs to have a longer arc. Unfortunately, the initiative should have been a two-episode arc, <laughs> and it got to be 14 episodes long. <laughs> that's the that's the bummer of this whole thing. This got true. to have it, and this is the downside. Maybe we don't want it. The things that we love to get more episodes, we don't want actually Oz to have a whole season arc because Oz's relationship downfall from Willow could have been this. I mean, that's it. I don't a, know if that's preferable. A great Maybe point. It's better this feels too long. It's too and long. And yet it is the shortest season arc. So the, one of the other things that this season does is break the mold that we have for, with the exception of season one, because it was on a shorter time frame to begin with. Every other season of Buffy introduces the big bad of the season within the first five episodes of the season. We kind of have a run-ins throughout the season, and then it usually culminates in the, the finale episode of the season. So this, we meet Adam for the first time on episode 13. And then we it's kind of fun, don't right? even get the finale finale on episode 22 it's on episode 21 so this is the, the like most it. condensed I like it. arc of the of, of the big bad i mean the initiative Thank the, God. <laughs> the, the initiative's introduced you know in episode 1 or, yeah, yeah. um one or two that's right at the end of one um but but adam are there. yeah adam being the actual big bad yeah is not till now and that's pretty pretty interesting and i wonder why we we didn't really play with that more later like what what he already did it and people hated it <laughs> And you have good ones, you know, Gloria's Ben, Ben is Glory, and obviously um, Willow is a great, bad, bad, and that's sort of vague, too. Well, so in that one, you could say that the trio is The trio, I know, I know, but they're clearly sort of inept and blah, blah, Mm -hmm. you know, and that sort of flips on its side once Tara goes, and yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's also unique, too, Mm -hmm. to sort of have one bad and then boom, circumvent it with Willow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Seven's the one, which is more traditional. But those yeah. are good bad guys, good bads all the way through. This one, I don't know, whatever. Adam's cares. really weak because the whole premise is weak because the initiative is weak. It's weak. It's weak. It's weak. And, and that's why this episode's weak. Yes. Emotions are weakness, Buffy. You shouldn't entertain them. Uh, so the Maggie Riley thing, I just wanted to touch on briefly. There's no women in the initiative. It's just oh, yeah, Maggie. There's no one. There are zero, mm-hmm. zero ladies. Oh, yeah. Just Maggie. And Maggie's a fucking psycho. And that's a bummer. Uh, clearly she has what Quentin Travers would say, a father's love for the girl, uh, but you know, mother's love for the boy. She is way into Riley on like a I, way too familiar lover. I like that. I liked it when she was spiraling out there at the end. Well, it made it made it make sense, right? Like, cause if she was all yeah. business, I'm the general and this is what I do. She would never give a fuck about Buffy being Riley's girlfriend, which is really all she seems to care about. Mm-hmm. The fact that she's a, a loose cannon and she can't hundred percent control her and she might be trouble down the line. Okay, that's a reasonable concern, but it's really not a big deal until she's like, stay away from my boy. You're no good for my boy. Okay, you're corrupting him. He was a perfect soldier, and now he's got ideas. You gave Riley ideas. That's true. Once he was looking at 314. Yeah, she's like, that girl has got to go. It is murdering time for Buffy. So I... I, I, It's crazy how low Maggie thinks of Riley. Like Riley just having literally any sort of curiosity is like, that bitch has got to die. Yeah, I mean, yeah absolutely. That <laughs> um, was number one. That was unbelievable. And even when she's talking to Angleman, she's like, something Riley, uh, I mean, Agent Finn. Agent Finn. Uh, 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 My son. Like- <laughs> <laughs> 
So it I, is interesting. R.I.P. Maggie. We were talking about the special ops thing. We didn't know. It is vague at this point. I don't know if they're going to clarify it more, but like he said he was in special ops and he was plucked out of it to be in this initiative, right. which means what is the psychology stuff? What is Sunnydale? You see Sunnydale. What is his position? I think he's a permanent TA. I don't think he's actually there for school doing this on, on the side. He This is his job. Mm-hmm. He like he was a spec. This is his op. Oh yeah, sorry. He, like the TA thing is just a cover. It's a yeah, cover. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. will be that forever. Yeah, yeah. Or I mean, until it's like un- unsustainable. Well, I guess when he gets old enough, they'll just pretend he's but a that professor, just mean, right? And then, well, the, who's they? The University of California system yeah. is like, yeah, we're into this. No, they just fake his credentials, right? They just that's how the secret agent stuff works. Right? But we that but. And but the University of California system is saying that's fine. We want them as a part of our. You, we're gonna fake his shit. No, they wouldn't be aware. Oh, like, so they'll fake it all. Oh, yes. oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. oh, hey. I think that's the only way that works. Like I think they have no idea what's going on at Lowell House. They have no idea who Riley or Maggie Walsh is. To them, they're just that's just or yeah. perhaps yeah. you don't have to fake his credentials because he's been a TA for eight years and he knows what he's doing. Could be that too. That's that's <laughs> yeah. true. That's fair. Yeah. Or UC Sunnydale doesn't exist, and if you just hit on the sign long enough, it'll fall over and just be like <laughs> the initiative U.S. government. Like there was that never a UC Sunnydale all along. Yeah. I, and also, I mean, when we first the started this season, we had those questions too of like, has have they been operating in Sunnydale this whole fucking time? That's what I'm saying. You don't do it. No, just don't do can't. it. You, you can't. can't. You can't. And that's it. how you know it's a bad idea. And it's a bad, a bad plot line. Bad episode. It's weak. You're weak. It's weak. Sorry, David Fury. I'm so sorry. Good gravy. This is Doug Petrie's fault. Oh, he is so going to be punished. Everyone's getting spanked but me. What? Uh, on that note, I think it's time maybe we get to some yelling. Do, do you want to start? Yes, we've enjoyed spanking. Oh, everyone's getting spanked but me. But that's just because she hasn't asked Harry yet. Damn. Uh, on that note, I'll just I'll just roll along. So I got to communicate from Josias Deluc. He is, uh, you remember the church and What's My Line Part 2? Oh, the yes. The yeah, Deluc yeah, yeah, yeah. Church? Yeah, yeah. I gotta, I gotta communicate from him. He's very upset about all of the in this episode. Yeah, so Spanking Willow wants to be spanked. He was not, he doesn't like that. Spike tells Giles that the honeymoon is over and you usually have sex on your honeymoon. So he's into that. He's like, the sex is over. That's good. He's into that. So thank you, Giles. Oh, that's good. Uh, Buffy and Riley uh, mime the prelude to sex. You know, are you ready? Right. Can't yeah. wait. But it's just the initiative. Um, mm-hmm. And then he also he says here, uh, God bless the troops. Um, Buffy <laughs> says that the initiative warehouse was huge. Why didn't you say anything? And Riley says, uh, I don't like to brag. So that was a little too blue for him. Yeah. Riley, when he introduces the new initiative members at the bronze, one of the characters name, he's named Jay in the back. Uh, that's inappropriate. <laughs> Kevin and Jay in the back. Jay in the back. So mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. not appropriate of a, a name. Uh, Forrest on Riley. Uh, three guesses what that boy is thinking with. Uh, he says here, I only need one. Jesus. Uh, James A. Cotner, uh, the fighting scene he compares directly to S.E.X. Yeah, he does. Do um, that. That's a terrible, terrible, terrible scene. Maggie Walsh is a voyeur. Oh, yeah. God, we fucking completely forgot about that. She watches her son have sex with Buffy. All of them. She watches all of them masturbate. That's that's terrible. Um, 
Riley uh, is talking to Buffy like a human being after sex. Sex is for procreation only. That's true. So that's uh, Josias wanted everybody to know all of those things. Okay. Those are all the references to sex, I think, in this episode. Well, thank you for relaying that communicate to us. Thanks, Josias Deluc. 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 Wow, what a what a pull! I'm glad we're still in contact. His with that church guy. probably got destroyed. This oh, is it did. Spike. It did. Yeah. Yeah, because when it uh, collapses, that's how he gets injured and ends up in the wheelchair for the rest of the season. <laughs> <laughs> Xander calls Riley an oaf. I think that's accurate. That's all I have to say about that. Well, I did say, you know, I like him. You know, I think Riley's okay in an oafish kind of way. I, I agree. I that I agree with that sentiment 100%. What did they call him before? Teutonic? Teutonic. Yep. That was another Xander comment. Xander's right. on top yeah. of Riley. Ah, that's where Forrest, Forrest goes. Is. Oh, God. <laughs> <Station>. <laughs> I choose to feel threatened. <laughs> what a perfect thing to oh, say after that. Anya, the best. Uh, do vampires like cobwebs? Like Spike is like, get out of my house. Mm. Everything's fine here. It's like co- filled with cobwebs. Well, do they just admit, like it? It needs a woman's touch. Oh, God. Does he clean it up, though? Or does it always have cobwebs? No, you need the aesthetic. You need, I mean, you don't think says vampire, is, like uncleanliness. As a vampire... You just have to accept the aesthetics of the, your no, forebearers and shit. No, I think we're trying to like Spike's uh, aesthetic is non nonchalant, right? I don't care enough about this shit. This adds to my my image. He put a blanket on. I'm spooky. Like, I mean, why? I think he cleans it up, doesn't he? Yeah, it, it doesn't he puts a like he puts he a, gets TV like there. a TV there. Yeah. So maybe this couch. is just he just moved in. Okay, okay this give him a break. this episode or this crypt, this exact crypt was uninhabited last episode. Yeah, so, all right, fine. fine. Just saying, give the guy a break. Except for I'm about to roast him, throw some shade on fucking Spike. Giles pays Spike three hundred dollars. We can assume the denomination of the bills are twenty dollar notes because that would make the most sense. Meaning there are fifteen bills to count. Spike can't count fifteen fucking twenty dollar bills without getting confused and distracted. That's not. That's also you. Do you not trust Giles? And. How is this our concern, seeing that you've expressed a desire to have nothing more to do with us? Spike said that? Mm. That hurts. Um, I hated the line that Riley says, I am how they train me. Mm. That oh, sounds dangerous. Yeah. Just Just following orders. Yes. Uh, Riley's lunch was a Twinkie. Mm. Uh, she was really mad about the Twinkie. But... Did we ever actually see a Twinkie in his hand? He grabbed an apple. I thought he might not be allowed to grab a Twinkie. Maybe it was copywritten. The only Twinkie he's grabbing is Forrest. Am I right? Uh... I don't know the nutritional stats on Forrest, <laughs> but can you survive on a Twinkie? Apparently, you can. Uh, the calories alone will keep you going for a long time. It does have protein with flour inside of it. However, the vitamin C will be a problem. You will have scurvy over time, and you will die of scurvy, and it will be a painful death. If you don't eat anything else, other than Twinkies, other than Twinkies, so not just not a Twinkie, like not no one Twinkie as your diet, right? Just solely Twinkies, solely Twinkies. Otherwise, Twinkies have like all kinds of shit in it, right? Well, I mean, it's all enriched chemical stuff, so yeah, theoretically, you're probably getting all your enough minerals in calories alone. Yeah, will just oh, survive. For sure. yeah. So, but yeah, your teeth will start to go out and yeah. normal Twinkies. Stuff. But a lot of time has to pass, and this is an apocalyptic scenario, right? Where you're eating Twinkies. Right, wasn't that a joke when we were kids? Like, no, it's a jo- Twinkies oh, will survive forever right. and like put it in your bunker or something like that. And then in Zombieland, they have that great joke. It's contrary to popular belief, Twinkies do not last forever. And pretty soon, life's little Twinkie meter is going to hit empty. Oh. Yeah. 
Have you watched the new Zombie Land? No, but I want to. Yeah, you should. It was that or Terminator, and I picked Terminator. In my head, that was that or Terminator. You didn't know that that was what it was you on the <laughs> I didn't know, and you picked wrong. Yeah, I would have picked the other one. I don't know. Yeah, well, here we are. I talked about this briefly at the beginning, but the best part of the show is when Buffy picks up the camera after she's killed the two demons, and she threatens Maggie Walsh, and uh, it's really cool. Oh. Yeah. I, I just Riley hearing that she was dead. He does a pretty mm. good job of like, what? What? Mark Lucas acting. Yeah, I know. He was, he, was, he was pissed. And fucking Maggie, man. Once you start fucking like espousing shit, mm. you know, it's you know, it's going to bite you in the ass, man. Don't do it. Turn. You're, you're in a public. You're in a public setting. Well, that was. was Turn the, your fucking monitors off. The moment you saw she was dead and you thought she was dead. Why are you keeping the monitors? The second you send her down there, like even when Buffy's getting theoretically killed or what Maggie thinks is killed. It's like there's fucking people walking around behind you. Like Un- what? What the fuck is happening? And they're all just like, what? You're fucking sycophant. They're not going to be like, yo, Mark, listen. Sarah Michelle Geller's fine. She lived. <laughs> What? I do what? wonder what the other like because is this are these the monitors she watches them have sex on because this is in the middle of the pit like this is not in her office this is around everyone else mm. oh it's got that mid- no it is they're definitely the same I think same we're not supposed monitor. to think they're the same but they're the slightly same. different lighting <laughs> so she is watching Riley them. have sex in the middle of everyone. literally right outside Man, of the pit that's cool yeah hot <sighs> Daniel. Oh, God. Xander's wearing the Captain America shirt. Yeah. Avengers foreshadowing. He's the one that the shawarma line happened. I know. As we've discussed, I'm sure, many, many times. Incredible. Buffy was an hour late. An hour late to come hang out. God damn. Like, not even to mention, you know, her bringing fucking boyfriend and crew. Kevin Can you imagine and waiting an hour on someone? I know. That's what I'm saying. But, I mean, Too I guess they that. were just hanging out. Like, at the end of, the, there's still Willow and Xander and, and I hanging out, which is fine. But, like, God damn. Buffy, what the fuck? I love watching the show after the Americans because you can see Buffy when she's in bed with Riley is basically plying information out of Riley. You know, like when Riley's talking to her and she's like, what's 314? Oh, sure. Yeah. Tell me more about all this stuff. Uh, and then the Americans are they're spies for a living. Carrie Russell. It's like I can imagine Sarah Michelle Gellar having a second life on a spy drama. Mm. Uh, just like Carrie Russell after Felicity got her second life mm. on the Americans. Uh, and you know she's she's a great spy. Someone should do that. Sarah would be a great spy. So I enjoyed all of that. And the red sheets. I'm pretty sure when her and Parker had sex, there were red sheets also. Like Yikes. so, double trauma for Buffy. She's scared that something terrible has fucking happened after her sex again because that's her whole life. Oh, did, is that what we were supposed to think when like she like, yeah. woke up with the? Yeah, start? that's what she was. Because last the first time, Angel turned into a fucking demon. Uh, uh, the next time, Parker wasn't there when she woke right, up. Right. But oh, I'm just getting coffee because I'm a good this guy. It's my home. But then that was. <laughs> I live here. <laughs> Hey, you're up. You're here. I live here. That's right. I live here. Uh, so yeah, she was ready, ready for it uh, to be awful. Didn't? It's funny you say that. I didn't think about the, any of that at all, and I was wondering why she woke with a start. Yep. But that makes a lot of sense. Expecting bad shit to happen, which she should have. But Riley was there, though. It was he nice. was there. And then he had an alarm clock for his vitamins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That won't be mentioned later. Buffy says, boyfriend going to work with me. That's a big extra perk. The whole, the, the entire conversation that we had, 
during Doomed was that this could never work because we would have to like work together. We could never do that. And now she's like, two episodes later, she's like, this is great. My boyfriend. Uh, boyfriend. Uh, Spike, who is a fan of The Clash and knows all of their songs front to back. Don't question him at all. He says, quote, I don't care if it's playing Rocking the Casbah on the bloody juice hop. Just get it out of me. Anyways, it doesn't matter. The song's called Rock the Casbah, not Rocking the Casbah. What a fucking idiot. Don't question. How embarrassing. A British guy who styled himself after Billy Idol about English punk bands. Okay. I'm going to blame this on Doug Petrie. Thank you. Yep. No, I'm not taking questions. Thank you for my TED talk. Oh, God, when, um, fuck, when Maggie sends Riley off and, like, we'll talk, I'll, does she send Riley off or Buffy off? Or we'll talk about it when you get back or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, oh, Ned, <laughs> when I get back, I'll tell you all about your mother. Oh, no. On the show that will not be named. Yeah, uh, I mentioned it. I couldn't figure out the type of brandy, cognac, that Spike is drinking. So cognac is brandy, but from the cognac region of France. France. Uh but I, I looked this up. The Fetch fetch Brandy. I, I think it's fake. I think it's a fake brand. Oh, probably. Because I, I tried every Google trick I could possibly find. I looked up any Buffy thing. No one's found it or that I could find. So if you know what it is, tweet us. Did you know? Beat me pod. That's it. On Twitter. That's where you tweet people. I beat me pod. That's true. That is where you tweet people. Did you know that Brandy is wine? I didn't know that. Brandy is wine, but Brandy then they wine. distill it. Yes, I know when you say that. What the fuck? But yeah, so you know how they distill alcohol by like boiling shit until like, and then they collect the vapors. Boiling shit? Yes. Really? No, they boil ether or something, (laughs) ethanol, right? Just find ether. And then then collect something, whatever. Tell me how it's made. What are you talking about? Tell me how it's made. Shit <laughs> turns into ether, and then it, what happens? Into ethanol. <laughs> right, right, right. And then, and then it goes into the car, <laughs> and then it comes out of the car, and then what? And then it goes into a bottle. In but a yeah, bottle. so brandy is just wine that they've done that to. You like boil it and collect the mm. the stuff, right? Didn't we learn that on like Tudor Farm? Like what the, the fuck? Oh. <laughs> so like it collects the, what, the condensation yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, how that's you, epic. That's distilling. That's how you How would you anyone stuff? know how to do that's this? Like chemistry, man. When, but... This has been around for like thousands of years. Yeah. Wild. Who I thought know. of that? Who was the first dude that was like, you know, if we boil the shit out of this, this and shit the makes me the feel steam. weird. Let's do this again <laughs> forever. Quick thinking to flush the tracker down the toilet. I never would have thought to do that. That was quick thinking. Because that's what you always do traditionally with a tracker. Right. The yeah, second yeah. best option is to attach it to a car that's driving away. Oh, oh classic. Nice. I thought he was going to run out of the house. I know. And that, that. I know. It's like, <laughs> I'm on it. Just Xander And they would have just been like, oh, just guy jogging. But and, they would have just run into Xander. That would have been really awkward. And then how do you, how oh. do you explain why you have Spike's tracker? Yeah. True. But I think they would have just been like, oh, there's been a mistake. Would they? Because you're just a straight white Obviously man. that tracker is not meant to come out. But he's straight and white. He's fine. He's not the problem. Nah. Yeah, flushing it was fine. Flushing it was good. Yeah, the one good thing Xander did. Otherwise, you just had quips. I'm done. I okay. Have nothing else. Oh, I guess my other thing is Forrest was able to clock Hostel Seventeen, aka Spike, in the dark through like night vision goggles and know it was him immediately. Riley is two feet away from him in doomed and has no idea what he's doing. No, just a friend of the Just a friend of the No, sir. Best moment in the entire show. 
<laughs> the entire show of like series of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> yep. It's all downhill from here. You fucking heard me. Ah, oh, Jesus. Uh, okay, well, Daniel, do you want to update our watchers, please? I do. Uh, construction Outfits, zippity doo da, Motherfucker mm. is selling boost bars. That's right. Uh, maroon Jacket Watch. Yes! So I knew you were going to say yes because it's a straight no for me, son. So if this is the Maroon Jacket... Um, I want yes. to be disassociated from the show and I want to leave that looks forever. Brown. So if this is her maroon jacket, I'm out. Why? Because that's not what I'm thinking of. Well, no, there there are more. There are I always need a more, hot Daniel. Red. What about the one more. from season three? I think the one from season three is the one you're you're thinking. Probably, yeah. yeah. Whatever I'm thinking of is more red than that. This yeah. shit is not but the maroon I think jacket. You could totally, no, I think you could totally argue that's maroon. That's, so I that's brown. I said no. And if that's what I'm, if that is what it is, no, then I hate this and I'm done. But if it's not, I'm no. We, I no. mean, we already got a more iconic one in season three. Yeah, we've seen it before, Ooh. and this is not what I've seen. I know, and you, or what I will, and you'll see. see the one on Riley, and you'll see the one on Tara. Well, I can't wait. It'll happen. Forces K for Riley. Watch. Oh you. my god! You betcha. This might be the gates. Graham likes. Uh, Graham likes getting his ass kicked by Buffy. Forrest, who's gay, does not like that. No. Great. Well, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I'm always Riley's second in command. This time he picks a girl. Come on. Uh, do you also think that Riley uh, usually sets an alarm for his vitamin mix or Forrest tells him in the morning when he wakes up before Riley and says, oh, hey, yeah. honey, take your vitamins. I think that I think Forrest gets up and gets the vitamins together for, for Riley. Him. Yeah. Right. Nice. So he probably put out the mm-hmm. vitamin yeah, and... The thing, yeah. Oh, this is a, cl- a classic, fucking classic. Amazing. He's so mad about Buffy. He's so mad. I fucking love it. So I can't wait mad. for him to turn. I mean, the whole time, like yeah, everyone's yeah. like, "Wow, Buffy, you're so cool and strong. You're so cool and strong." Meanwhile, Forrest is like, "I fucking hate her." And also, the only two people that are upset about Buffy are Maggie Walsh, who wants to kill her, and Forrest, who wants to kill her for other reasons, <laughs> to get his man back. <laughs> Will they ever hang out again? Who? Riley and Forrest. As like friends, uh, or just I don't what? think so. But when her and really? Forrest, when Buffy really and sad. Forrest meet up in the woods, he basically says, "You took my fucking boyfriend." Whoa! Can't yeah. wait. Uh, Chips Ahoy, of course. Yes, uh, we learn about xenomorphic behavioral modification. Yeah. She links it to Spike, so we are chips ahead. Um, <laughs> to often watch, no, you should lock the door. Fuck yeah, Spike knocks, knocks on that door, door but he does <laughs> jump in. As well. So polite breaking in. Uh, Sandy watch. No, that'll never happen. Uh, Michael Wiki, Amy, Michael Wicka, Michael, Amy, Wicka, goth watch. I'll count Tara. I mean, what they did was magic. Tara and Willow relationships are magic. That is true. Oh, that's, are you gonna just yeah. <laughs> play uh, some weird sexy porn music uh, behind that? Amy's rat cage is in the shot in one of the scenes. Yeah, I saw Amy. Oh, that doesn't count though. So they were talking about magic with their gem, right? And then because they're straight friends, they <laughs> didn't house. have sex. They did magic, right? So yes, yeah, okay, only yes, <laughs> only yes. Uh, books a million, no, but people be book looking. Book That's my new catchphrase. Who book. was book looking? Uh, I don't actually know. Didn't somebody pick up a book? No, and which is part you of You don't my think ranking. anybody was book looking? Nobody book looked. I mean, that guy's looking at a book. <laughs> <laughs> the armory guy. He's I guess looking. you're right. Nobody book looked. Nah, you don't think She's Giles. She's a book. 
Oh, yeah. oh, oh, magic. Yeah, Willow did a spell that I, I know. I Willow be book looking. So, but no, yes. she's doing a spell right there. So Michael Amy Wicker Gothwatch, she's doing a spell. Oh, great. Then great on that. Yeah. So furthers the yes, and she also is book looking. <laughs> uh, streets ahead, no, we didn't do any more streets. And Giles is fine. He, um, His hair got ruffled, but he's good. Man, I'm not going to. Looking, looking good, honestly. Really, he the two men come out looking fine. Their hair is comically it's awesome. absurd. Mm-hmm. It's so, so good. fun. <laughs> I'm sure it was fun to do. Yeah, it must have been. I get, what do you do? You just like have Alice Hannigan like, have her head like bent over kind of, and then you just brush it up and then hairspray the shit hairspray out of it, you think? Hairspray the shit out of it, right? Mm, probably. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they really tried even with... Although like, it does kind of look like Emma Caulfield's upside up. down in that scene. The way her like neck is scrunched. I know. <laughs> the two guys are probably just like, yeah, just wake up. Yeah, just yeah come, basically. Come in. We're just not going to do your hair for this scene. Yeah, because you don't... It's very short. Um, okay, that's it. Everyone's fine. This was a great episode of TV. We loved it. Absolutely. If there was something in the watches that we missed and you want to tell us about it, you should. You should do that at Beat Me Pod everywhere. Twitter, as we mentioned earlier, that's a place where you can tweet us. And you can also find us on Instagram and Tumblr. And you can find us on our website. Most importantly, that's beatmepod.wordpress.com. That'll have a bunch of notes about the show. If you're like, hey, what was that album for Delirium called? Karma? I can't possibly look that up. Better go to the show notes. You're right. It might be there. So you should look there. Um... We also have a Spotify playlist. Speaking of music, if you're curious about what that song sounds like, you can go to Spotify. If you're curious about what music is. <laughs> yeah. And you can find a playlist called Beat Me Hyphen Fun Time Playlist for podcast fans season four. That'll contain every song that we've mentioned here on these podcast episodes, as well as any song that's been in a Buffy episode that's available on Spotify. So please check that out. Thank you. It is time to rank this sucker. Willow Hacks slash we talk about the net slash Something Wicca this way comes. Yes, as we said moments ago, the ionosphere, ionic sphering, ionic atmosphering spell to raise everybody's hair and also to disable the tracker. Which, okay, that thing was beeping for a long fucking time. He said they're on my trail. How could they not fucking find? Because she didn't what? come for what till way later. Like that thing was just beeping in Giles' house. Maggie Walsh says, I told them to stand down until you could take over. We can't have any mistakes. Oh, yeah, whatever. I, I feel like someone like you ha- didn't off. even watch this episode twice in two days. <laughs> it is like that. Oh, if you want to know more about this episode, like I should have known more about this episode. I just wanted to say something. I know this is really late, but so there's this book called The Watcher's Guide. This Watcher Guide 2 is actually goes over season three and four. Three and four. And if you were somebody that hosted a podcast and you wanted to learn more about this episode, Nancy Holder, who is the main author of the book, was on set during the filming of this episode. So about 130 pages of the 500-page book are dedicated to this episode specifically, and I did not read it. But it's not all about this episode because this episode is garbage, which is why I couldn't read it. Um, it, but it does have interviews with basically the whole production crew. Yeah. Um, That's why they let her on the set. Yes. This one's a clunker. This one's garbage. No one cares. Um, but it, it's cool because she asked them about the series up until this yeah, point. Yeah. So it's not just stuff about this episode. So it is something that I should have read and could still read. But uh, yeah, if you're if you're curious, watch the guys series season. Ep- what is that? Oh, volume. That's the word. Watcher's Guide Volume Two. Okay, Giles, level of Giles. Oh, I didn't even rank my uh, Willow Hacks. Sorry, Willow Hacks seven. Skipping ahead. I had to. I just I just read my note. I left it in a weird place. That's why I didn't read it before. And I'm not even going to Giles next. Riley, Riley ruins everything. So I gave him a seven. He turned his back on Maggie. 
uh, he was really I'm encouraging and like happy about. He was like back to charming Riley. Like he's really happy to be around Buffy. Yeah, and like proud of her. Like you could tell. He's like, look how fucking cool she is. She kicked everyone's ass. This is awesome. And for how bad all of the sexual tension stuff was. It was fine. Like yeah. they were super into one another, yeah. and they did a great job. And with. he was nice, and like yeah, even like, at the end, when it's like, "What do you want to do?" and it's like, "We saw the whole sex scene." Like it's that's fine. Ah, I don't want. Is it fine? It's not fine. But yeah, again, the, the the acting when he thinks Buffy's dead was great, and then yeah, he just that's good. Like they made it such a point to say Riley is a fucking automaton who just follows orders, and all he cares about is he his military life. Order. And then walked away from, yeah. from Maggie when she says, I fucking order you to come back. Didn't and the fact that he even went to 314, I guess he that didn't even, do it on his own. But he but did look. He like That's something like, he wouldn't have done exactly. without Buffy. So I think those are fun. I think Riley gets a seven this episode. Giles level of Giles. Corduroy pants I'm into. They that's were fine. big corduroy pants too. They were very large. Um, and he does, he is sassy to Spike. However, I, look, Giles is a really talented, smart guy. Okay. Mm. I'm not going to take that away from him. But he did not pick up a book in this episode, yeah, okay, which is a little out out of character for Giles. And he's fucking performing surgery. Now, granted, it looks like he's just attacking Spike's back with an X-Acto knife. But he's really bad at it, and I don't think he could do it in the first place. So I'm going to give him a six. He, should, he shouldn't have attempted. His nickname is literally Ripper. Okay, I think stabbing someone and performing surgery are two like different things. Like Jack the Ripper. I think he could have gotten that beaker. I think we'd have went way also, faster, too. A long time. Also, like... Think about who his patient is. You can't kill that guy. Just literally That's chop it saying. out of him. Who cares? Xander just could have stuck his fucking fingers in there and ripped it out. Like, Okay, oh. but then why is that anti-Giles? Because he's not good at it. Like, he didn't yeah. make the logical choices. Like, he shouldn't have tried it in the first place if he did, wasn't sure. And or he should have just ripped your, it the fuck out. You wasted your cognac because he yeah. was sober. Then, Like, he was fucking passed out drunk. And then the next time we saw him, he was completely sober, putting back on his jacket. And it's like, what was even the point of that? Yeah, I just think that Giles usually handles things pretty deftly. And this was like bungled. And no books. Didn't consult a single book. Yeah. Like he, I always put the guy to break out Grey's Anatomy. But he, like, did, he did call Willow and was like, I need you. That was very nice. Although was he like, said, where's Buffy? I know. Oh, don't worry. I need you. <laughs> what the fuck? Anyway. He just knew. He was he like, gets ah, I'm being a dick right now. I just have to tell her to come over. Plus, you know I need to juke the stacks. Okay. Let's be real. Monster of the week, speaking of. Who's the monster of the week? I gotta say Maggie Walsh. Right? She tried to kill Buffy. She's clearly yeah. a monster. Uh, and then, I mean, the she's initiative, large, more and more largely. But And I, I don't count Adam because he's the big bad of the season and also Mommy. he's not really... In, and that. All of that culminates into a one. That's a one for the monster of the week, friends. God. Relationship, goodness, or badness. We obviously already went... Uh, um, over this pretty in-depth, but uh, Buffy and Riley, good. Buffy, everyone, bad. Willow, Tara, good. I gave it a five. Okay. <laughs> All right. And episode specific, if you think that's enough to kill me, you really don't know what a Slayer is. Trust me when I say you're going to find out, as Stacia pointed out before. Give it an eight. Badass motherfucker Buffy moments are going to get gonna get high, even in a stinker of an episode. That was, yeah, that was the cool. highlight, I think, for all of us. 34, which puts this as number 12. For 13 of the season, uh, right above Beer Bad. That's the only one below it. And uh, right below Harsh Light of Day. I mean, I struggled. I couldn't, I didn't know if Beer Bad was better than this. I had a hard time. And you know, it's because Tara's in the episode. I mean, come on. I just, I'm sorry. I, 
and you even said yourself that there were funny jokes and shit. Like there was some good writing going on. So, Tara's in this one. So, <laughs> Stacia, I can firmly say that I know Beer Bad is going to at least be in the middle of the season by the time we finished it because of how bad the rest of these episodes are. A fucking men. That being said, I ranked this 52 out of 69. It is the mm. second worst episode of the season above A New Man, which is at 60. Oh, really? Damn. Oh, wow. Okay. We just did that last week and I already forgot. Yeah. Wow. A New I, Man was better than this. I found I found Riley to be really off-putting in a new man and he's off-putting in this but Buffy doing that camera thing was really cool Mm -hmm. and Tara was a bit of a redeemer so that's why it's slightly better I put it slightly better also I got to (laughs) because I'm not just ranking for the season I'm ranking for the series so I'm going down and I was like oh and I got to harsh light of day and the freshman and I was like oh well maybe it's a little better than the freshman I don't really like that episode and then I looked below it and I was like wait the freshman's above bad eggs this is definitely not as good as bad eggs so I had to keep going (laughs) yes so uh I got to revelations which is all I wrote for my notes was Gwen Gwen post Toffreem and I was like is this better than that and I was like maybe slightly because of Tara (laughs) So that's solid, why I ranked it the way I did. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, beer bad. Just a reminder for everyone out there. I put it number 77. Yeah. Iconic. Yes. Mine's at 39, just for reference. This nice. is 52. All right. So we're about even. Uh, yeah. This one, 117 for the Iron Team. Good 40 below beer bad because beer bad is superior in every single way. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, really if I could, if I could take the pack lower, I would. But the pack is at 115. So it's a little higher. It's more iconic just because it's an early season episode mm-hmm. and it's a big Xander one right off the bat, um, even though he's a douche and he's a douche in this. So, you know, he's just douching it up. Uh, the initiative <laughs> is higher. So the initiative was a better. I think the initiative was a better episode because uh, it's more fun. It's just we're hanging out with the boys, the boys, the boys. So I can't I'd rather hang out with the boys. So 114 was the initiative. I and team 117. Gross. Uh, Maggie Walsh R.I.P. You dumb evil bitch monster of death there you go go. (laughs) later gator no time for this crap so hate it okay well that was an episode of television uh the initiative nope the iron team in the books very happy to not have to watch it again for a while um i hope you never see this again next up will be goodbye iowa so we're gonna deal with well, Riley's going to deal with the death of Maggie Walsh, and we'll see that play out, I'm sure. Does he go, go back to Iowa? Really well. Absolutely not. <laughs> what does Iowa have to do with anything? He's they, from Iowa. Yeah, He's from. So it's That's like, it. So all of his heard, world is crumbling. Like, goodbye home, goodbye uh, everything. Everything I knew was alive. Because I already did, I did the research on his hometown already. Yes. I can't do that twice. No. Okay. Cool. This is I don't a meta- have to do metaphorical more. goodbying of Iowa. Thank God. Yeah. Because I'm not ready for more research. Uh, Stacia, do you have anything else to say about this episode of television that you watched? Daniel, do you have anything else to say about the INT? <laughs> no, no, of course not. The more, the more. <laughs> That's right. Well, thank you so much for listening. We will see you next time for Goodbye, Iowa. Until then, Stacia, say goodbye. Goodbye, Iowa. Oh, you should have saved that for next week. Daniel, <laughs> say goodbye. Do it next week. <laughs> Doug Petrie, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't mean, I, it's not your fault. Also, goodbye. To you, Doug Petrie. Wow. Thank you so much for listening. 
good luck that Petrie. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, you mean the camo and stuff? I thought about it, but I mean it's gonna look all private, Benjamin. <laughs> Don't worry, I patrol in this halter many times. But I'm certain in time you'll pick that up. Don't pick that up. Blink? I don't care if it's playing rocking the Casbah on the bloody juice hop. Just get it out of me. This is Graham, uh, this is Forrest, that's Kevin, and that's Jay in the back. How are you doing?